Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Landlord James. And I am Tenant Michael, and we are your two co-hosts, you lucky listeners. That's right. Uh, and if you if you don't know the show, I own this building we're in now. I inherited it from my dead uncle. And Mike lives in it in this crummy apartment that we're in. Yes, and uh, James is still bunking with me, which That's is un- right. it's unusual for a landlord to move in with a tenant. But there's a reason for that. It's because you're you've experienced some financial difficulties lately. That's true. Put out an album that did not go over as hoped, money wise. Putting it mildly, with, it, uh, it, it was a stinker. It well, tanked. It's done done well in Russia. Uh, I'm sooner or later, we're hoping it'll cross over. And um, yep, so I've been renting out my beautiful house uh, in North Toronto on Airbnb, and I'm bunking here with Mike for a little while just to save a bit of cash, and I appreciate you letting me stay here, Mike. No problem. This must be like what it's like to... Because we, we're living in close quarters. Mm. And I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I do pretend that we're like in a submarine together on a mission because it's very cramped, it's very hot. We're often walking around without our shirts and sweating and, you know, we're sort of working together. That's not how I see it. For me, um, I'm trying to get through this period by just thinking of it as my place. And I sort of don't even really think about you being here. So that's just the way I cope with it. For me, it's like I do what I want when I want in the place. I'm sleeping in the bed. I've sh- I went, when I want some privacy, I shut the bedroom door. You often do shut the bedroom door. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um. So for me, I don't really. Yeah, it's not really a submarine kind of situation. Really? Yeah, because I really do imagine that we're like the the two crewmen on a submarine going on a mission to, you know, infiltrate <laughs> to, to uh, record podcasts. <laughs> I guess so. Imagine the that lame army. Imagine if like you, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to travel to Russian waters and record a podcast. <laughs> Well, Mission Impossible 7. That could be the, you know... Let's take a trip to Hollywood and pitch that. The way things are going, it wouldn't surprise me the pop- with the popularity of podcasts. Is it true that Tom Hanks... Tom Hanks. Wow. Uh, brain fart. Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts in the Mission Impossible movies. Imagine if Tom Hanks was in those movies, though. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have a different tone. I saw the last Mission Impossible, <laughs> and Tom Cruise... It's weird because he's like 60 now or something. Yeah, he's getting up there. And he does look amazing for that, but he also looks like, you know, something's up. You know what I mean? His hair, like, you you feel like his face is being held together a bit is what I'm saying. Do you think there's like a little bit of Mr. Potato Head stuff going on behind the scenes? Yes, like, definitely. He wakes up and he looks like Carl Reiner, and then <laughs> he has to spend hours in the makeup chair before they make him look like, oh, he's so naturally young looking. Yes, I could definitely see that. Something's up. This, he's got a sheen to him, and his hair's a little too black. You know, his skin's a little too taut. Yeah. Not to judge. I mean, he still looks great. And he's, even if he didn't do that, I'm sure he'd still be a hot stud. Plus, you know, it doesn't matter how people look. I Even if well, Carl Reiner himself starred in the next Mission Impossible movie, I think it'd be wonderful. God, someone's got Carl, Carl Reiner on the brain. <laughs> I suppose I do. <laughs> Well, how's it going, Mike? It's uh, good to be here. Well, 
I'm here all the time now. But You're all uh, the time. yeah, well, um, this is uh, the, you want to hear about my week? I'll tell you. Okay. So, as you know, James, and as listeners know, I'm currently job hunting. Mm-hmm. I left my position at the CN Tower. Briefly, had an unhappy tenure at the Skylon Tower in Niagara Falls. Didn't get along with my colleagues or management, and the commute was killing me. So I've been job two hunting. Two hours each way on the bus. Two hours each way on the bus, sitting beside people f- from God knows. Th- th- these people on the go bus, they were the dregs of society. Anyway, I'm, I'm hunting, I'm pounding the pavement looking for a job, and things aren't going I'm well. I'm imagining you in the jungle with an explorer's hat on and a gun, <laughs> hunting for a job. Right, huh? and my gun shoots resumes that, <laughs> that land directly in the uh, garbage can. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm striking out on the job front, so I decided... You know, I'm in a pinch. What am I going to do with my life? Maybe it's time for a total change. I like that because this could be a mm-hmm. good opportunity for you to think about what's your life all about? How do you want this probably last act of your life to go? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's a last act. I'm. You How know. many acts are there typically in a... Well, in a regular modern play, there are maybe two acts. Okay, but you're I'm, definitely in the last act. I see myself more in the Shakespearean model where I believe there were five acts. Well, I still think you're in the last one, but... Anyway, I disagree. And so that's good that you're out there looking for something new. Yeah. So I'm. Here's something that's going to surprise you. I walked in to a Canadian Armed Forces recruitment center, mm. and I signed up. Oh no! I si- I'm going to be. Well, I it didn't it didn't quite work out. Let me explain what happened. I wanted to be a soldier, man. I thought you know it pays well. I'd be helping my country uh, by being a soldier, man. And so I signed up and they called me in for my medical because they need to make sure you're healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So I did the medical. They put all those electrodes all over me, had me on the, um, the treadmill, mm-hmm. they had me doing push-ups and stuff and huffing and puffing. My goodness, sweating all over the place. And uh, long story short, uh, the medical results came back and they were bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't tell me exactly what was wrong with me, but they did say, and I quote, this is the army doctor. I have it written down here. He said, you will never, under any circumstances, serve in uniform. Isn't that strange? Well, no. As as someone who spent a lot of time with you, I am not surprised. You're like a a car that is on its last legs, man. I'm like a car on its last legs. You're mixing some interesting (laughs) metaphors there. Cars don't have legs. They have tires. There's always something wrong. You're breaking your hip. You've got soft bones. You've got a lung you know, out of whack. Like, there's always something going on with you, so I'm not surprised. Also, you dodged a bullet, my friend, because you would not make it in the army. You'd be in big trouble. I think I'd do well uh, on the battlefield, and I'd love to what? have been an army man um, serving my country, Canada, which I, I What love. would you do in the army field? Uh, scold the opponents? No, I'd pitch, I'd, you know, do the, what uh, the rest of my platoon or whatever, my unit. I, I don't know the terms. I'm... I have no military, you know, background. That's why I wanted to join. Anyway, I would have been good um, in the fight because I have a can-do attitude. And uh, I'd really love to see those medical results. They wouldn't let me see them. And it's classified information now. So only if someone, I guess, hacks into the... And I'm, I'm I'm not asking any listeners to do this, but if someone did hack in to the uh, Canadian military's files and could get me my medical results, I would be so interested to... Um, <laughs> To take a gander. Hmm. Fun right. reading. Yeah. Whew. So, still looking for a job. Long story short. Right. How was your week, James? Um, <clears throat> mine was pretty good, actually. Um, listeners know I uh, 
just for something to do. I've been working in the CN Tower gift shop um, and having a great time. It's a laugh, easy going. Not, you don't really do any work, just sort of party. And um, actually, I've been doing so well there. I think I've been turning some heads because I was starting to get offers from other towers. What? Uh, yeah, Space Needle offered uh, offered me a job. Uh, the Berg. The, the, mm-hmm. Seattle Space Needle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to go there. I don't like the rain, and I don't like the, the Seahawks, the football team. So I thought, okay. oh. uh, the Burg Al Arab in uh, Dubai really offered me, yeah, tallest building in the world. But again, I they wanted know. you, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, because I was getting these other job offers, the CN Tower promoted me to uh, kind of like a sort of like not not like the CEO, but I'm like in the room with the CEO. I'm like pitching him ideas and stuff like that about the tower. What? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's still for me. I don't take it seriously. How long have you been there? I worked there for eight years and I never even met the CEO of the, well, I never I got scouted by any other tower for sure. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Mike. I don't know. I'm, I'm a right. doer. I don't know. This, this stuff just happens to me. Um, but I've been, yeah, pitching ideas to the CN tower. Um, like what? Well, um, I suggested we put arms on it. Imagine arms? that tower with two arms on it, you know, just think about it. Okay. What else uh, have I thought about? Good. Oh, well, <clears throat> everyone knows the CN Tower looks like a penis, right? Well, I wouldn't say everyone knows that. Yes, I wouldn't. It is very obvious. So sometimes the CEO is like, what should we do about this? Is this bad for our image? Should we change it? And I said, hell no. You know what? Why don't we embrace that it looks like a penis? Let's just let's just have it be the penis tower what if every day at noon what if every day at noon something squirts out of the top i don't know these are the kind of ideas i'm pitching what what would squirt out of the top of the tower my goodness like a fountain you know i don't know um it's disgusting yeah so those are just some of the things i'm pitching and uh we'll see how it goes but yeah week's been great yeah no no real problems Unbelievable. <clears throat> well, I hope that the, C- the CEO of the tower turns down those ideas because they're, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but they're not very good ideas. Well, agree to disagree. Oh, so um, this would be a good time to remind our listeners that we do have a Patreon account. That's right. And um, we want to thank everybody so much who has helped us out. Merci. We, we really appreciate it. We we just pay in these... Uh, fees and rent mic rentals and we want to maybe buy some uh, microphones and that kind of thing yeah so thank you so much we really appreciate it and if you do want to donate if you haven't already just go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and if you are a uh, if you start donating you're going to get access to our exclusive episodes that's right that's right. Why do you laugh every time you you talk about? Because this? they're so funny. The exclusive episodes that people. I'm just laughing, remembering how Jeez. funny they are, and I want to make people who don't donate jealous. Well, I like that attitude. So, uh, thank, thank you. you so much, everybody. It's Patreon.com/slash Landlord Tenant. Landlord Tenant. Thanks, everybody. So, <clears throat> um, I guess we should go to our segment. We have a segment. Absolutely. And this episode is being recorded in November. And uh, some people call it a different word, though. That's right, Movember, mustache member. That's right. That's what it stands for, Movember. Exactly. And Mike and I have been uh, rocking mustaches all month, mm-hmm. and we thought we'd do a little segment, giving you guys some tips we've learned about having a mustache, and we call this segment Cookie Duster Chronicles. If you've got hair. 
on your lip. Listen up to these hot tips. It's the Cookie Duster Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Mummy, I've got a mustache. I'm very excited about this segment, and uh, I've been eating the uh, listeners. I've been eating uh, my garlic bread, and I've been eating all the things you're supposed to eat to get a mustache growing. What? Isn't that what you're supposed to eat? No. To get a mustache? Uh, or is it hair on your chest? Facial hair grows from high testosterone. I know. So I'm, I'm just, surprised you've even, you know. I was just talking about got a mustache, like a folk tale kind of thing. Anyway, yeah. So, um, who should go first? Why don't, why don't I go first? Okay. So here's one thing I've learned about having a cookie duster. I've never had one before. And I don't know if you can relate to this, James, but no matter what I do, no matter what time of the day, no matter what, you know, I've been up to, my mustache is always sopping wet. Hmm. No matter how many times I dab the, the bugger or even, like, you know, if I was sweating, if I was exercising, I could understand that. But sometimes I'm just doing literally nothing and I touch it and it's just dripping wet. Do you find that? No. I, I Absolutely not. Really? Yes, that is very unusual. Well, I wouldn't know. As I said, this is my first uh, stash, so I didn't know if this was kind of par for the course or not. This might have something to do with, you know, why you got rejected from the army, because something weird is mm. going on with your body, no. and I, that's very weird. No, actually, the, the army doctor complimented my mustache. Mm. She said it was beautiful. All right, uh, here's my first cookie duster chronicle. And that is, since I've had a mustache, it's actually really fun because people just assume that I'm a cop. And it's crazy. Like, I'll be walking down the street. People will ask for help. Um, I've, like, taken down a couple guys uh, stealing purses. They just see me and go, oh, no, please don't. Taking bribes. Really? It's been wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went into, um, yeah, like a restaurant... Um, uh, on the Danforth, and the guy was like, hey, please take this, you know, uh, as a thank you. I was like, mm, hell yeah. It was a thousand bucks in an envelope. What? Yeah, it was great. So That's like illegal to be impersonating a cop, No, it I isn't. Think. No, it's you, not. You could get in major trouble. Anyway. Well, I don't think so. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm loving it. I should have been a cop. I mean, they don't pay enough, but... Well, it's not too Love late. the respect I'm getting. Yeah. You know who you, you, the kind of cop you probably would have been? Mm. Remember the cop that Leslie Nielsen played in The Naked Gun? He was bad, and he was just a, a buffoon. He also dated um, Priscilla Presley, so he didn't do too yeah. bad. Well, okay. Checkmate. There, you got me. All right. My second Cookie Duster Chronicle, something I've noticed since I've been growing this soup strainer on, on my lip, is that these things stink. My mustache stinks. It stinks to high heaven. My goodness, no one warned me about this because it's right under your nose as well. So all day, all night, I'm just getting this awful stench. It smells like rotten eggs. And I'm washing it all the time. Oh. Soap and water, so perfume. It's always wet yeah. and always stinks. I, I, yes. I don't oh. know what to say. Oh. Do you have any, uh, why, do you, no, does yours I, stink? No, it doesn't. It smells like nothing. I don't know what's wrong with it, but... You're what's wrong P. with it. P.U. No. Oh. All right. My second cookie duster chronicle is that um, people out there know I'm a high testosterone guy. I take testosterone pills on top of that. So I'm producing about 
eight times more than a typical guy is supposed to. So I'm growing facial hair pretty fast. So it's actually really hard for me to maintain the mustache look because the rest of the face just grows in with you know within a few hours. So yeah. I'm shaving three to four times a day just to be able to keep the the rest of the face uh, clean. My God, that reminds me of the uh, that movie, The Peanut Butter Solution. Remember that where the kid just keeps growing hair everywhere, everywhere. No, everywhere. the Peanut Butter Solution. The peanut Butter Solution, the classic film. A uh, kid that, never heard of it. Yeah, he just he's too hairy. He's just too hairy, and he that reminds me of you. Well, how much are you spending on razors these days? I've been using uh, yours under the sink. Ah, and, well, and let me tell you, woof, a lot. We've gone through a lot. You should get some I was more. wondering where they all went. Anyway, good to know. And my last Cookie Duster Chronicle, I'm sad to think that this segment's almost over, is uh, something I've learned about growing this rug on my lip, is that uh, it's I've got to be on my toes with this thing, because this mustache seems to have a mind of its own. The other night I woke up in the middle of the night choking on it, because it had grown, it, the corner had grown into my mouth. It Ew. seemed to be like trying to, like... Uh, aim for the back of my throat Ew. like it's trying to kill me <laughs> so you were asleep and it just grew into your mouth yeah i don't know man and i you know and with that and the wetness and the stink oh, i didn't God. get much sleep that night Can't wait till this month is over oh okay well my uh, final cookie duster chronicle is that uh, since i've had the mo. I'm getting stopped once or twice a week by people on the street asking me to strip at bachelorette parties. What? And again, that may have something to do with my physique. I'm pretty a buff guy, as listeners will know. But the mustache just adds that bit of raunchiness that I guess people want to see as a male stripper. So um, I'm taking the requests under consideration, and we'll see. That's something I might do. Ugh, that's bad. Do they pay you a lot for this? Uh, yeah, dude. Male strippers make more than lawyers, basically. Is that true? Yes. Male strippers make more than lawyers. Well, yes, they do. It's a better, you know, it's a better thing to send your kids into than law school. People go to Harvard Law School. Imagine if Harvard had like a Harvard uh, male stripper school. (laughs) They should. They should have make be you know make more sense as a parent to send them to that. Well, if anyone from Harvard is listening. Think Consider. about it. Anyway, that is Cookie Duster Chronicles. I think that went very well. Mm, me too. Well, why don't we take a break and come back with our very exciting guest? Sure. And welcome back to the pod mess, everybody. I hope everyone is as excited as I am for this week's episode, because James, this is our first annual Landlord and Tenant Podmas, Coffee and Tea Extravaganza. Yes, this is an odd theme that you you came up with this, right? I did. I thought it'd be a fun thing because the weather's cold outside, and what warms you up better than a nice hot (laughs) cup of coffee or maybe a tea? It'll be interesting to see if this resonates with the listeners and the downloads, if people have been clamoring for a coffee and tea-themed episode of a podcast. I have a good feeling about this. (laughs) And you know what? It's something that's inclusive. You know, people are divided these days politically, Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like everyone either likes beans or leaves, and by that I mean coffee and tea, so it's going to bring people together. 
Very exciting. And we have uh, a guest here who lives in the building. We do. Who uh, is going to talk with us about coffee and tea. And she also has a business she's going to tell us about. Absolutely. So why don't we stop talking about her and start talking to her and welcome her to the show. Welcome our guest, Jan Carwana. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi Jan. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's uh, so cozy in here. Thank you. It's very close quarters, and uh, you know, I'm sorry for the, the musty smell, but oh. we're two fellas living together, so it's okay. I like a, a masculine musk. <laughs> oh, well, that's definitely. <laughs> Can I say that on the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the radio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you know what's so funny? This is our coffee and tea themed episode, but we don't have uh, coffee or tea to offer you as uh, our guest. Michael, go go go, make us some coffee. <laughs> James spent a lot of money on a high end cappuccino machine, but. That's um, right. That's what, part of why I'm still staying with Mike. I, oh. I, uh, it was expensive, but to be a buddy and uh, just make us a quick cappuccino, would you? Okay. Just turn on the machine there. All right. Ooh. And here we go. Oh, look at that. Yes. Oh, it's so frothy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look, little, there's some uh, little art, like some cappuccino art in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's oh. it's really high end. It's a very expensive machine. That's amazing. So, so Jan, you... um. You live here in the building. I do, yeah, on the second floor. Oh, close to the first floor. Yeah, right, close to the first floor where I like it. That's great, because if there's a fire, like a catastrophic fire, um, you don't have far to go to That's get right. outside to the yeah. gra- ground floor. Absolutely. And and the second floor is a funny floor because if you're out near a balcony, you know, like people can see you really clearly. Yeah, and I like that. Mm. I like being able to oh. see people and have them see me and just say, Hi, hello, how are you? But not have them uh, so close as they could just, you know, step into the to the apartment. Right, because you do have that little buffer because they can't just jump Unless in. it's uh, yeah. a really tall person. Yeah. A Toronto yeah, Raptor. A Raptor. <laughs> yeah. A Toronto Raptor just walked Could you imagine? You. Oh, I'd love that. So that's so funny. Yeah. Second floor stuff. You guys, have, you are, you boys are a hoot. Thank you. you are a real that is hoot. very it's nice like to hear. A real actually, party vibe in here. It's a real <laughs> frat house. Well, that's because I've moved in. Honestly, when Mike was here alone, it was all you know religious paraphernalia oh, and yeah. books. Since I've been crashing here, it's a party pad. It's a bachelor yeah. pad. You know, I haven't seen one of those mirrored Corvette clocks in mm-hmm. a long time. But I gotta say, yeah, like nothing fine. brightens up a room like a picture of a Corvette on a mirror. But it's also a clock. Well, yeah. I I'm not the biggest fan of that because James put that up without asking me, and he took down my large crucifix that had been there for years. Dude, it was killing the vibe. And he now it's in the bathroom. We keep it in the bathtub. Anyway, maybe you guys can do a compromise, like, like put a fun Ed Hardy T-shirt like on that. Jesus or something. I like. Just okay, do a fun compromise. Talking. Do you think he would have been a bro, Jesus? <laughs> oh well, he had twelve friends. He did. It was Which the is ultimate. A lot. Yeah, twelve friends, and they were all male. The ultimate sausage party. Yeah. Great point. So, um, so, so Jan, you live on the second floor, mm-hmm. and a little birdie told me you have a business oh tweet 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 (laughs) (laughs) reminds Uh, me of twitter (laughs) (laughs) oh dear yeah uh no um yeah i do have a business i um i hand stamp uh classic teaspoons now you're gonna have to unpack that for for us and our listeners because i i've never heard of this sort of i've never heard of that never but it's important for the coffee and tea uh industry well uh yeah so i um i basically uh find these 
old teaspoons, these um, antique te- teaspoons, mm-hmm. either on the internet or if someone's, you know, grandma dies or something. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know them, so it's really. It, it really circle is kind of the circle of life. You know, they die so I can hand stamp teaspoons. And I really feel like they would appreciate knowing that their beloved, you know, silverware that maybe they brought from the old country now has like a fun, sassy little comment on it. Oh, yeah. so it's like if, it's like if you have this old um, antique beautiful spoon and then you... You stamp in a fun comment. Yeah, basically, um, I have a little anvil and a little metal hammer, hmm. and I just stamp, 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 stamp. I tap, 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 wow. until the spoon is almost flat, and then I put like a fun saying on it, like, um, uh, you know, like, oh, so I don't uh, know if I can say oh, this. Please, <laughs> okay, We're, it's, it's, you can it's, go it's, as far as okay, you want. It's on this. Right. Parental, yeah. parental guidance. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe I'll put something like "wanna spoon." <laughs> <laughs> You know, like want a spoon? <laughs> I, I know. I think I know. I think You're I know. blushing. You're yeah, blushing. I am, I oh, am blushing. God. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, I should have said it. No, no, that's, that's not too far. So you mean like if like a two people hugging in a bed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what other kinds of spoon? what other kinds of uh, sort of saucy messages do you put on oh, your spoons? Oh boy, uh, gosh, I don't know if I should say it. You're you red can go as, as a far beat. As you want. Um, so I might I might put um, coffee, tea, or me? Oh. Question mark. Ah, uh, you know, just like a fun little wink. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, um, or uh, something like uh, oh, this one is really it's almost too too wicked to say. Oh, but. Uh, uh, I also did one for um for a bachelorette party. Uh, <laughs> you know, right? You can already tell it's starting. You're painting starting. a picture, and I'm it's thinking starting. of this bachelorette party right now. Already. Yeah, and it said, uh, "Care for a tea bag." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, wow. boy, oh, boy, girls, you are really getting wild. That's, yeah. That is that is a few levels beyond the the previous two examples. Yeah. I know, I, you know, I didn't come up with it. Mm. It's not something that I would put on my Etsy store, but it's a saying. It's out a there. saying out yeah. there. You see it on you log Wanna on the get internet. Tea bagged. What is no, it? Uh, care for a tea bag. Care for a tea bag. Yeah, oh. if you yeah. go on the internet, you'll see that. You'll see it everywhere. everywhere. I'm sure. I've never seen it. Oh really? I've never come across it. Yeah, it's everywhere on the internet. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. Okay. Yeah. Now the idea, because I've never heard of this process before of uh, stamping an antique spoon with a fun saying or a saucy saying. Um, does the process render the spoon unusable because well, it's flattened? Yeah. So the teaspoon is essentially useless after it's been stamped. Because oh. it reminds me of like prison, like a way that prisoners would communicate. Uh, very brutal. Using, uh, you know, metal and rocks and a stamp to, like, send messages back and forth. Very... Yeah, or, like, license plates, if you want to go mm, with that metaphor. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this, the teaspoon is useless. It is a very... Some some people say, you're, you're such a dainty gal. This is a very masculine art form. Yeah, and teaspoons. I say, look, like, let's embrace the duality of gender, you know what I mean? Yeah. And actually, I put that uh, on a spoon. Let's embrace the duality of gender. Oh. And I did two spoons. So I put, let's embrace the duality of gender, right. two spoons. And then I tied them together with uh, one pink ribbon and one blue ribbon. Oh. So wrap your mind around right. that. That's a think piece. I think you should send uh, sets of those spoons to every classroom in Canada to teach kids that, you know, you can be what you want to be. 
I think don't, that's a great idea. Yeah, don't believe stereotypes. So uh, where do you get the spoons? So um, mostly uh, I'm, I'm constantly on the internet. I'm mm. constantly on... Um, you know, auction websites. Right. I'm just always trolling online obituaries. Trolling? Um, oh, oh yeah, not I trolling. Meant, like, like trolling? Like no, no, just you like lose or you die. Internet. No, Troll. no, like constantly just looking. Yeah. Um, mm. Because sometimes, you know, in an obituary, it, it will be like, you know, Gladys Merton died peacefully in her bed. Oh. She leaves behind, a, you know, a loving daughter, That's two cool. grandchildren, and an almost matching set of silver plated. Uh, dinnerware, and then right. then you then you go to the um, you know showing or the funeral, and you really just kind of put a little bug in their ear, you know. Right. More often they're not, they're just so happy to just see it go. Interesting. That's an interesting way to 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 find your raw material. Well, Mike, don't you have a big like a, a very large collection of small spoons? Oh my gosh! Hello. I, yeah, I do have a, a well, collection. Give them to Jan. Oh, sure. I mean, these they. Have immense sentimental value to me. Immense sentimental they're value. My, they're my baby spoons. They're the food. Oh. Uh, like the, I used to eat baby food with these spoons as an infant, and they mean a lot to me. And I keep them, you know, in that's, my bedroom. And that's really weird that you keep those. It's not weird. Your most baby men, spoons. most men keep their baby spoons, and you know, people keep their baby shoes. I keep my baby shoes as well. I keep my baby shoes. Keep my baby spoons. Keep my baby bonnet. That's adorable. <laughs> So I I would love to give you these spoons, but I can't part with them. Um, Look, I don't want to strong arm you into any sort of thank you. you know spoon letting go. But if ever you find there's a time where yeah. you're like you know like you wanna you wanna Elsa out and you wanna let it go, uh, Frozen reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> that movie was too much? just a sensation at the box office. Oh, it wasn't blew it? up. Yeah. Yeah. You should get, try and get one of your spoons in the next uh, <laughs> the sequel to Frozen. I wish. Imagine that. I wish. Oh wow! Now, you were saying you spend a lot of time online. It made me think of my buddy here, James, because he you also spend a lot of time online. But let's just say you don't spend time on the same kind of sites that Jan does, do you? What do you mean? Well, you're on those those forums, and uh, yes, what I'm. Okay, I'm just going to say it. James makes a bit of money on the side sometimes as a camboy. And, uh... Well, look, we have more in common than you think. You know, there are some similarities between, you know, antique spoons and... What? <sighs> wagging your your ding-dong in front of well, the camera for money? Wag a spoon, wag a ding-dong. You know, I mean, we're all just trying to make a living here. We're trying to get, live our lives. And, you know... You know, right. um, I could write sayings on my ding dong if I wanted to. Uh, the same kinds of sayings, you know. It's actually coffee, even... tea, or me. <laughs> that would work. Yeah, that would work. Uh, get I, a sharpie I don't, and I don't think you'd want to stir anything with it though. That's oh, a health oh, problem. Too hot. Health and safety problem. There, you don't want to put in scalding hot coffee or tea. You don't want to put your ding dong in there. I'll say. Yeah. What's the? Uh, what are the? What would be the worst thing to mix? To mix your coffee and tea with ding dongs. Uh, what else would be a terrible thing to a, mix? Uh, a dog's tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think a dog's tail is the cleanest, cleanest part of its body. Uh, I think oh, you're right, really? actually. Yeah. Interesting. I, I read that somewhere. A dog's tail is the cleanest part of its body. I love dogs. They're so great. I've got something that would be awful to mix your coffee or tea with. Oh, tell us. A peeled banana. 
Oh, yeah. imagine chunks <laughs> fell off into your coffee or tea. Oh, uh, I have one. Um, oh my gosh. What about the severed foot of a baby? Oh, oh no, that would not be fun for anyone, would no, it? No, it would be yeah. Especially if the the family uh, was <laughs> well, watching you do it. Yeah. Make I'm it just even saying. more horrific then. So uh, so Jim, um this is our coffee and tea extravaganza. Uh, it's first annual, I understand. First Mike. annual, we're gonna make this uh once a year event. Hopefully next year we're gonna have a whole like weekend festival where we're broadcasting live and we we'll have Coffee and tea from sponsors and yeah. Jan, are, are you a coffee person or a tea person? You know what? Um, this is gonna shock you, okay. uh, but nothing is off limits when we're potting oh here. Oh boy, so. okay. Um, I don't drink a lot of hot beverages. Okay, I know. Weird. If I had to pick, I would probably go with a, a cup of tea because you could probably put like an ice cube in there. Mind you, you could probably have an iced coffee as well. But you certainly can. Um, there's something about kind of maintaining the integrity of the beverage uh, mm-hmm. that I would just say, like a cool cup of tea. I think is probably my ice, jam. Ice tea, <laughs> cool cup of no, tea. not iced tea. Too cold. Oh. I don't think I don't like things that are too hot or too cold. I'm I'm a I'm a mama bear. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I'm thinking I'm, if the alarm bells are going off. I'm thinking Goldilocks and the three yeah, bears. You know, I, I like everything to be just right. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, coffee or tea? Um, I'm a tea man. Okay, what yeah. kind? I'm a chamomile guy. Oh, the softest wussiest one no no it's good for your voice good for your voice if you're singing um it's that's the one that puts you to bed that puts babies to bed well it keeps me wired because i'm drinking uh, two and a half thermoses of the stuff a day and uh that's not i think you're mistaking that for sleepy time tea well chamomile is still associated with a granny with a shawl around her Oh, it's cold outside. Well, that granny with a shawl on her probably has a motorcycle, too, so don't <laughs> judge a book by its cover. You're thinking of Sleepy Time Tea, which is... No, not. It's, um, I think, listeners, are you familiar with this tea? It's like oh, yeah. on the cover of the box. It shows a bear mm-hmm. in a sort of bathrobe and a uh, sleeping hat. Oh, yeah, adorable. <laughs> and he's fallen asleep <laughs> with a steaming mug of tea beside him. Either he's fallen asleep or we, we, he's passed away. <laughs> And I'm not sure which one it is. I Oh, boy. It's a great question because it looks like he hasn't started drinking the tea. So he made a cup of tea, sat down, and immediately either fell asleep or immediately sat down and died. I should check and see if he has any spoons. Oh, <laughs> bringing it all back. Call back. Well, yeah, because if it is a dead bear on the cover, I'm, I'm thinking that's a weird ad campaign. Well, as a hunter, I, lo- I I I get it. I think, but I agree, it's a bit a, a bit off base. Uh, also, a- dangerous to fall asleep with a hot cup of tea. Yeah, burn down. It could cause a fire. Yeah, yeah. Could it? Couldn't it? If I you spill know. it on the curtains or the yeah. rug, my goodness! I don't know if that could a hot tea cause a fire. I don't know. Well, if it's still at a hundred degrees uh, Celsius, sure. is that when yes, water when boils, boils, then yeah. you can cause a fire. I don't think that's true. Well, I'll tell you what I uh, like, coffee and tea-wise. I'm 50-50 either way, and there's two kinds of coffees. Well, I'm, I'm 33% each way. Number one, okay. I love cappuccino from the new cappuccino machine, which we've all yes. been enjoying. I love cappuccino. Yeah. 
two, I drink that coffee where uh, the coffee bean has been eaten by a cat and it poos out the bean. Yep. Anybody else tried oh, this? Oh, I've heard of it. It's like nope. 800 bucks a cup. It is worth every penny to to taste. You know, you really Yuck. feel like, oh, wow, this coffee has been pooed out by a cat. Have you heard about this, Mike? I've this heard is about real. it. I'm, I, I don't like Google this. I don't like the idea, but maybe I should get some of these cats and start making them poo out beans and get, uh, strike it rich. No, you have to know what you're doing. You can't okay. just sift through poo. It's a special cat, too, I think. Uh, mm, yeah, it's got to be a special yeah. cat. And what, being digested changes the flavor of the bean? I don't know. I think it's, yeah, probably. What if it doesn't change the flavor of the bean, but people just <laughs> pay more because they think it's funny? Mike, you do not understand how capitalism works. All right. And then um, I also drink an aphrodisiac tea. Um, it's It's got like a Wolverine's gland in it. Uh, like it's, uh, what's the gland in your neck? The sexual uh, the pituitary? pituitary? Pituitary. And that's yeah. in your brain, not in your... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. As far as I know. Uh, I think you're thinking of the thyroid. Thyroid, yeah. yeah. It's got a Wolverine thyroid, and it's an aphrodisiac, and ooh, baby. So it gets you... All riled up? Yeah, I mean, I take Viagra every day anyway, but the, if I combine the Viagra and the Wolverine uh, thyroid tea, oh, whoa, I'm ready for a night on the town. Yeah, it's weird. I think you, I had come home just the other day, Jan, just as James had finished taking his daily dose of Viagra and his Wolverine tea, and he kept shaking my hand and making physical contact with me to the point where I was like, oh, enough, enough. That's not true. I was, that's not. Kept shaking my hand and high-fiving me and like <clears throat> hugging. I was, uh, Here's a controversial question. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of angry listener feedback based on what we say, but what's your favorite Canadian coffee or tea chain? I'm oh. talking Timothy's. I'm talking Second Cup. I'm talking Tim Hortons. I'm talking hell. I'm talking Starbucks. I know it's not Canadian. Um, or do you like an independent uh, place? Okay, great question. Um, there's a place around here. I don't know if you fellas frequent it. Uh, it's called Gordy's Coffee. Mm, Have you guys been to Gordy's? Never no. heard of it. You gotta go. Because let me tell you, even if you don't want a cup of coffee, going in there and talking to Gordy, he will make you whatever you want. And then if you're just like feeling a bit blue, he's always got a song for you. Wow, you know, I like he's that. He's always got a song for you. He'll sing you I Am Every Woman by Shaka Khan. Wow. You know, gosh. The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Like, he really... Oh, my God. Never know. Well, I've got a... Uh, I, th- I thought about this, actually, in terms of rankings of Canadian coffee chains. Okay. I think the top is, is Starbucks. I know it's not Canadian, but... Nope. That's the fanciest, right? Next fanciest. I mean, when you walk into a Starbucks, you, you can tell you're in a fancy, you're in rarefied air. Yes. You're in the kind of place where you got to have some money. Yes. Uh, there's artists in there writing other books. Poets. And poets. Yeah. Thinkers. Yes. And thinkers. Yes. Yeah. One level down, I'm going to say Second Cup. Um, it does have a bit of an upscale vibe to it. It's upscale, but yeah. not Starbucks upscale, no. but it's like, you know... You're doing fine. You have two cars, you know? Right. <clears throat> Below second cup, I'm going to say Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Classic. Very controversial. Well, t- Tim Hortons is definitely working man's double-double, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Timbit, you know, um, kind of basic. People, like, not much education. <laughs> yeah, frequent exactly. It. Um, then we go down one. Reactionary level. political views. <laughs> yes. Then we go down one more level. 
country style donuts. Oh, right. And now we're getting into the shit. There's flies buzzing around on your on the damn uh, baked donuts. goods. Yeah. yeah, there's you know, Alex Jones is being played over the speakers <laughs> probably. Then below country style, the bottom rung. Any guesses? Oh, I I have an I have an inkling, but I want to hear what you have to say. Coffee time, coffee time. Donuts. I knew it. I have never walked by a coffee time that didn't have at least two or three sad people alone. <laughs> you know, like just head in their hands, basically crying. Am I anyone else? They're paid uh, like they're actors. They are not crisis actors. They're crisis Those actors. Are real people who are very lonely and sad. It's you know am I wrong? Maybe they're upset because they just had like the best coffee of their life, and they know that that moment is past, and they're it's never going to be as good again. I saw Coffee Time in 2018. Still had a smoking section. Oh, whoa. it still had a smoking room where people were smoking. Oh man! Imagine getting like ordering a sandwich at Coffee Time. No way. Imagine ordering a sandwich at coffee time in the 80s and then smoking while you're eating it. Eating it yeah, that's a, that's a bad egg salad. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. touch it. It could no. be like a David Cronenberg movie. It's like all those gooey things in the sandwich like and a, a cigarette and you know a murderer on the loose. I'm just going off the top of my you head. You should here. write that. Well, yeah. you should write that. There's the coffee a coffee time oh. criminal. The coffee time the coffee criminal. time criminal. Yeah. And Only what would in he theaters. Do? What would he do? Like uh, wait wait in a coffee time and he waits till someone eats a meal at coffee time and then uh when they leave, he just slashes them open. Oh. <laughs> and then he, he takes the remains of the sandwich out of their stomach and he eats that because it's gross. And David Cronenberg loves body horror. You should email right? him. Yeah. Is he listening? I'll email him, but maybe if he's listening, maybe he can email listening. us. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Now, what's the most totally fucked up thing you've ever put on a decorative spoon? I'm sorry that I swore. Like, that's very oh unusual God. for you. What's the most messed up thing you've ever put on a decorative spoon? Um, well, <laughs> one time I uh, I didn't want to do it, but you know, you got to pay the rent. James, you'll, you know. I don't uh, you pay get rent, my, but I get a you, lot But of you it, get yeah. my rent yeah. check every mm-hmm. month, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you got to do things that are unsavory sure. um we are one, all prostitutes in the capitalist system in one way or another that, is, that's is right belief. that's yeah. right um and i uh one time i had to write see you in hell bitch oh man um, and somebody was giving that to their uh soon-to-be divorced wife Oof. as a gift imagine getting that spoon hey, yeah uh, i, pr- I could have used one of those when i first broke up with nadia <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding nadia um and then also one time um, I had, this was like a special, a very special order, but it was basically, I had to, um, basically reproduce. Do you know when people cut out, uh, letters from magazines Yes, and oh, they yeah. glue them to a, a paper, Almost like, a, like ransom. a ransom note? Yeah. yeah so I yes. had to do a, a ransom note on a spoon. Wow. Yeah. And it said, uh, it said, uh, leave $10,000 in the phone booth. 
uh, on Bay Street or you'll never see your son again. But the crazy thing was I had to buy all sorts of different stamps because they didn't just want it in one font. Mm. So, you know, good for me because now I have all sorts of different fonts. But I really hope that family got their kid back. Now, I don't like kidnapping and I don't like the idea of ransom, but I am impressed that this criminal had the wherewithal to, you know, give a chance to someone like you who's, you know, starting a business and... Well, he was a, he was a serial kidnapper and uh, he was right. called the Pudding Kid and I think this was like his calling card. <laughs> oh, the Pudding Kid. Yeah. I think he was really trying to make a name for himself. I think oh. he only did the one because I didn't get repeat business. Pudding like the spoon was associated with pudding? I assume. I don't... Pudding kid. Sometimes it's best not to ask a, ask a lot of questions. You just yeah. put your I head down and you do the job, you know? I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. I think I remember a story about the pudding kid. Yeah, like he... um, When the when he'd kidnap a kid, he'd just leave like a jello pudding uh, pack yeah. in the bed. <laughs> yeah. As a calling card. I think I remember Imagine a story about that. it's every parent's worst nightmare where you wake up in the morning, you're like, "Where I got time to wake up for school, and you go into your kid's room, all you see is a pudding pack. Well, it's yeah. just adding insult to injury, really. <laughs> oh, and it you is. know what? I think I remember another detail. From the pudding kid? Yeah. Like, I think um, he once did that thing where you, you cut off a toe, you know? Yep. So... so you know, the the person... Uh, it's weird they didn't call him the toe killer or well, the toe kidnapper. Well, listen to this. I remember, you know, the parent would be like, uh, oh, there's pudding in the fridge. I don't remember uh, there being pudding in the fridge. And they're eating the chocolate pudding. Yeah. Kid's toes yeah, in there. there's the toe. Oh, yuck. yeah. with a little ransom note. It's disgusting. Yeah, this is, you know, oh, pay yeah. the ransom. With or, this, and oh. this spoon, yeah. Well, we've, we've come to a pretty grim place in this discussion, so can I, can I try and lift the spirit of the conversation Please. a bit. Sure. When I heard that you had a spoon business, I couldn't help but think of a certain song. I'm sure you you catch my drift. Spoon man, <laughs> come together with your hands from Soundgarden. <laughs> Is there a question or are you just... No, I'm just uh, saying where where my mind went. <laughs> So Do you um, get that a lot? I'll be honest, this is not the first time I've heard that wow. song. Um usually I'll be at a party and uh you know parties. Yeah, well, you know, I move I'm a mover and a shaker. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> um but um you know, and you'll you know, you talk, what do you do? What do you do? And you tell them and then instantly like that song will come on the stereo or they'll mm. sing it. Um, you know, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's got to be it this is. Is one of the most popular songs about spoons. Now, that's interesting. I, I suppose you're right. What, what would be another popular song in culture that's about spoons? Oh, boy. Did Sinatra do any songs about spoons? <laughs> like, you got to stir that thing with a spoon. <laughs> I mean, I'm just making that up. That's not a real song. Oh, that was but, good, though. Um, um, I think they like the, the kind of most pop culture E kind of thing about spoons is the old thing about like moon spoon June like talking about you know um, kind of rhymes that you see coming right um, there is the spoons the oh band, right the eighties Toronto band eighties Toronto band right I think recently there was another one I think uh, that the band, band spoon I think yeah. that band live had a song about spoons remember really. Ooh, I feel it stirring back again. R- wasn't that about spoons? Um, the song Lightning Crashes was yes. about spoons? Yes. I suppose yes. now that you sing that line, I guess he was... 
Was that is that the song that goes lightning crashes? Yes, an old woman dies because then maybe she left her spoons. Oh yeah, it's yeah. probably about inheriting a inheriting spoon, a spoon collection. collection. The Beatles must have had a song about. Oh spoons. no, wait, it was a stillbirth. Oh, lightning crashes was about a stillbirth. That is that I've mixed that up. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, James. I'm. I was just saying, I mean, they wrote about everything else, every other mm-hmm. aspect of life. Yeah. The Beatles surely had a spoon song. Like, oh. do you think Paul McCartney wrote a, a song about spoons? Like, he must have. Or Ringo. Like, it would be one of those Ringo or Paul goofy oh, ones. Yeah. Like, take a spoon, pop it in your mouth. <laughs> now you're doing the spoon thing. Or, you know? Yep. John would have never done a spoon song. No, because he was the political one. He was mm. mad. Yeah. He was too angry to write a song about spoons. But that's so Ringo's vibe or Paul's vibe. Uh, I found a spoon in me pockets and I threw it away. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That'd be a nice uh, Ringo song. Or like, will you still need me? Will you spoon feed me oh. when I'm 64? Damn, that was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I sometimes I'll tear it up at the karaoke. <laughs> you know, just kind for of a fun. fun. Fun thing to when you go to karaoke to work in your own spoon lyrics. Yeah, uh, just push an agenda. Placement? Yeah, sure. Why not? Now, Let's get talking, wild. We're talking about the Beatles being spoon fed. Uh, I guess the last two Beatles we have are Ringo and and Sir Paul mm-hmm. McCartney. Which one do you think um, will live the longest? <laughs> Ooh, you know what I like to imagine. <laughs> I'd like to imagine them just taking a walk up a hill, hand in hand, Mm. they're seeing the sunset, and they Mm. both look at each other and just tacitly agree to expire at the same time. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Or Or if they shot each, if they each had a gun and they just (laughs) both stood and both on the count of three, like, on the count of three, we're going to shoot each other. And they do it, and then it's like the world's like, the two last Beatles have passed. That's not what Jan meant. Is that not what you meant? Well, I just thought it would be like a a fitting tribute to the other two Beatles if they both just, you know, just expire together. What about if it was like at the end of Lord of the Rings when they just kind of disappear, you know, like fade away? And Yoda did that too. Yes. Like, what's up with that? Yoda faded away, yes. And and in the Lord of the Rings, at the end of the third movie, a bunch of people faded away too. I think uh, Frodo. So what? Why don't they? Well, let, let's get some of what? our celebs fading away. Like, how do we do this? What's going on? Well, when Yoda faded away, didn't he just like the cloak? No, no, hit yeah, the ground he, or he, like I think he went to the afterlife. Uh, and actually, spoiler, spoiler alert! <laughs> but Luke did it too. Now, James, I wish you hadn't have done that because most people get their Star Wars information <laughs> from this podcast. Well, I said spoiler, spoiler alert. I said Hard to spoil- say spoiler. Yes. yes. Luke, in the last one he was in, he disappeared too. He just faded away. What's going on in these movies with the fading away? So he dies? <laughs> Sorry, did you he not di- see the latest Star Wars? I haven't Star seen Wars? them, no. Oh, boy. He doesn't die, but James, he, I'm telling you, he fades away. You've basically ruined our first annual tea and coffee extravaganza episode by revealing that Luke dies. He doesn't die. He fades. All right. Ugh. I guess I'll still see it, I guess. Do you think that in the in a future where we had space travel like in Star Wars, that they will still have coffee and tea and have a need for uh, spoons? Great question. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you never see like uh, Chewbacca or like C three PO <laughs> having a coffee break and just going like, "Ah, uh, it's nice to have this cup of Joe" or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good question. In the future, will we need coffee and tea? 
I mean, maybe you just, you know, maybe you pop a pill or, um, mm. although we have that now, speed. Or maybe, um, I don't know. Yeah, like you just press a, maybe we're half robots and you press a button on your brain. Pretend you just had a coffee. Oh, I've got a buzz. But I, I think I it's guess. more, there's more to this. It's the ritualistic yes. thing about it, right? Pouring a cup yeah. of coffee, pouring a cup of tea, talking. Like it's really, mm. like the coffee break is really, you Good know, point. a soothing balm for mm. a burnt out world. That is, wow, well said. Well, you should see the ceremony, quote unquote, Michael has when he has his damn chamomile tea in the morning. He puts on his slippers, he puts to. on his dressing gown, he plays classical music, you time your tea steeping. It's like mm-hmm. friggin' hell. It's like my the stretches. queen is visiting. It's not like the queen is visiting. I'm a man, uh, and I'm just a man preparing his chamomile tea. It takes 45 minutes. He does it at 6 in the friggin' morning till 6.45. I'm very particular about my tea, and I need to... There's a whole thing. I think it's nice. Thank you. And it's nice to have a bit of a ritual in the morning, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Since I've been growing my mustache, um, when I'm drinking my tea, I always get some stuck in my mustache. And uh, it's so funny, so I can sort of taste it the rest of the... If I just do a little... If I lick my mustache, I can taste a bit of the tea. Um, What do you think of our mustaches, by the way, Jan? I think you both look so great. Thank you. You both look like a couple of little Magnum P.I.s. (laughs) And I think it's so great. Now, Hands up! Oh, no, don't shoot! (laughs) But, uh, Michael, um, I couldn't help but uh, hear when -hmm. you said that your mustache always is smelly oh stinks to high heaven and yes. uh it's always wet yeah i will posit that perhaps it's always smelly because it's always wet you mm. said that you're always washing it so maybe yeah. maybe let it dry out take a blow dryer to it and see if hmm. it still stinks jan i agree I'll with try. you in, in principle here you know it's like when you when you have um take a laundry out of the uh, washing uh, the dryer and it's still wet and then yes. it stinks I, I agree. I get what you're saying, but I just think Mike's body is decaying. It's it's How? like he's a young man. It's not, he's decaying. Not. It is decaying. I as soon as I get those uh, classified military medical records, I will throw them in your face, and, and I'll say, look, look at them and go, "You're de- deteriorating." <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, the mustache does look pretty good on you, Mike. It's Thanks. A- a little bit of a peeping Tom vibe, but it's it's not bad. You're not the first person to say that, so <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. I've got a couple uh, rapid-fire questions for you guys here. Okay. Coffee, does it make your breath stink? Michael. I'd say yes, because your breath always uh, stinks to high heaven. It's not, not about me. I was asking you. Um, yes. Jam? And how. Mm. Coffee, another rumor about coffee. Does it make you have to go to the bathroom? Mike, I'd say yes. Um, the last time I had a coffee, probably a year ago, and I just had one cup of coffee in the morning, and I was in the bathroom for hours. Really? Yes. Jan, I say most definitely, especially if you pour it in your butt. Oh, a coffee enema. Is Absolutely. that a thing? That is 
absolutely. That sounds like something in Goop, that magazine or something they're suggesting. Imagine if uh, you went into a Starbucks and you were able to say, like, they were like, hello, may I take your order? Welcome to Starbucks. And you go, yep, I'll have a coffee enema. And they go, okay. And they right there on the spot, um, a barista, uh, you know, puts on the, on that notorious rubber glove and uh, starts, you know, squirting the coffee up there. Yeah, and then they get your name wrong. <laughs> right? Starbucks joke. Starbucks joke. Uh, and then people start sharing pictures of the the. You know, the wrong name from yeah. the enema. The enema bag. This enema bag says, uh, Gary, my name is Glenn. Yeah. Or whatever. And you see all the fecal matter that's come out. Oh, that the, would be a hoot. The oh. enema. Okay, well, um, shall we take a quick break and come back with our final segment? Yes, sir. And welcome back to the pod mess. We're here with Jan Caruana, who lives in the building and is a spoon stamper. Yep. Hi. And uh, this is our coffee and tea <laughs> extravaganza, first annual and probably only ever. No, uh, no, I think we're going to do one again next year. It'll be well. Either way, uh, it's the last segment of the show, so that means that means it's time for the game. It's time for the game. The game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. And uh, we've got a, a real humdinger today, Mike. We certainly do. James, let me tell you all about it. So, so far, we've talked a lot about, because it's our coffee and tea extravaganza episode, mm-hmm. first of many, hopefully. Uh, we've talked to you, Jan, about your spoon business, mm-hmm. and we thought we'd sort of take a, um, change gears a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about um, a funny idea for the game. This game is called, If I Could Replace Any Body Part on My Body with a Spoon, It Would Be This One. Right. Do you understand? Does everyone very understand? Clear, very clear. Mm, yeah. Very, I think, straightforward. We're just going to say which body part we would love to replace with a spoon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This that is makes a sense. fun game. Yes. Yeah. Um, who should go first? Uh, Why don't you go first? Okay, I'll I go first. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. If I, you know, had to replace a single one of my body parts with a spoon, I'm going to take that spoon and I'm going to turn the, uh, I'm going to sort of turn it away from me where the, the handle is pointing away. And I'm going to say, that looks like a penis. So I would replace my thing with a spoon. Because think about it. Never get impotent. Because it's it's a hard thing. And it's... But you'd have it backwards? You'd have the... No, the the scoop part would be like, you know, not to be graphic, but the balls or whatever. And the, (laughs) and the, um, the, the handle would be the penis. It's obvious. So the scoop... Part of the spoon would be the ball. Yeah, what do you call the, the scoop part? The 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 bowl. Fa- the, the bowl. bowl. The bowl Thank of the scoop spoon. Yeah, and then the and then it, you'd, you'd have like a robot penis, which would be amazing. <laughs> you'd be a like spoon. the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Right. You and you'd you know you'd be a, quite a, a a legendary figure, I suppose, on the dating scene. I uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the penis would be sort of thin, you know, like a spoon yeah. handle isn't exactly. Uh, 
you know. It's kind of blunt and not very. Yeah, but you get the idea. You get the yeah. idea. All right. Um, um, yeah. Why don't I go next? Okay, okay. So if I could replace any of my body parts with a spoon, what a what a absurd thing to even think about. But um, I definitely would. Uh, it's no contest. I would replace my eyes. You with uh, two spoons, I suppose. Just imagine that. Just you open my. I open my eyes. You just see two sh- glimmering, shiny silver uh, bowls from the spoon. And if I lie down on the on the ground when it's raining, I can just collect the rainwater in the spoon <sighs> bowl. And... That is so disturbing. So you open your eyelids, and there's no pupil. It's just a gray metallic yeah bowl? Sp- spoon bowl. That's horrifying. Well, you're the guy who wanted a spoon dick. That's a lot better than a spoon bowl eye. All right. It'd be like you're dead inside, like you're a... No, I wouldn't be dead inside. I would still be just the same, Michael, that you know. And and in a rainstorm, you lie in the grass and let the rain... Collect the rainwater. in your eye sockets? Well, it's a spoon part. Anyway, this is a a strange game, I admit. It's, uh... Who knows? I don't know if this one will go viral. But uh, they've all gone viral. I'm maybe sure this will be the one that viral. doesn't. I hope. Anyway, Jan, what's your answer? Oh boy. Um. So I, ugh, I'm having a hard time picking between two. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, my first inclination was just to say my tongue. <laughs> Smart. Because then, it, but I would want to still have all my taste buds intact. Mm. But then, when you would eat something, you would never need. A utensil because you could just like right. lap it up and right. still get a heaping spoonful. Um, if I couldn't have my taste buds, I would just say my index finger for the same right. reason because, like, think of what a hit you would be, you know, at events like camping events or barbecues. You know, nobody would be like, Oh, I'm dying yeah. to eat this potato salad, but there's no cutlery. Right. You wouldn't you have just, that problem. And you'd be f- so full already. And if you knew that your spoon finger held exactly one cup, when you're cooking, someone would go, oh, I need a cup of flour. Anyone know how I can get a cup <laughs> yes. of flour? You go, I've got this. Scoop Although it with I, your finger. I think then you would be replacing your finger with a cup. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you could say, but, big spoon. but teaspoon. Yeah. teaspoon, you could yeah. say like, oh, I'm baking, need a teaspoon of baking soda, then Whammo. There you go. Do you think that the tongue is the is the body's spoon? Yeah. Even the way it is now? Yeah. I think the finger is. I think Jan's right. The tongue okay. isn't a spoon. But you know what would be a neat idea? Instead of having the, sp- the tongue be a spoon, what if all of your teeth were little spoons? Oh, fun. I guess. And then, it, you know, as you put food in your mouth, all these, you know, 30 little spoons tear it to shreds, you know, tear scoops out of it. Yeah. Freaky, right? Like a chicken. It is freaky. Chicken do do that? Yep. <laughs> I didn't think chickens had teeth. Uh, they do. They're like little spoons. Oh. It's because they because uh, they eat off the ground, so they uh, basically filter out the gravel. Right. Wow, I did not know that right. about chickens. You know, uh, we always uh, teach the audience a new fact every episode. One an episode. One yeah. per episode. Well, um... Oh... <sighs> Jan, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you for having me. Did you have a good time? I had a great time, and I really hope now if we see each other around the building, we'll say hello. You guys can come downstairs. I'll come upstairs. might be fun. You know what? I've been dying for some alone time in the apartment. So, Mike, why don't you take an afternoon tomorrow? 
Sure. Go down, hang out with Jan. You uh, guys can talk about spoons. It's the kind of thing you probably sure. enjoy. I mean, I have to apply for jobs, but um, yeah, when I get back, I, I'll, I'll come Maybe down. I'll take you down to Gordy's. Ooh. Sure. He, maybe he could use a hand. So there it is, our first <laughs> annual coffee and tea extravaganza episode. We talked Only about all aspects of those drinks. Yep, we did, and uh, I'm not sure we'll be doing it again, but uh, it was a very interesting and informative nonetheless. Jan, thanks again so much. Thank you, boys, Thank you. so much. And Mike, we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Love